I took the lead. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glorious. Glorious. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again. Relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill. So glad to be here with my longtime buddy, Grace Guard Dog Steve. Man, it's a pleasure podcasting with you, Bill. How, how long have we been friends? 35, 37 years? And it's always been a pleasure, man. I, I got to tell you that. Just it's same year. Yeah. It's We're two peas in a pod. Since 1986. Yeah, we just been talking for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> The hundredth episode, the yeah. numbers don't say that. And then we said, well, it has been two years. It said this morning that it was the 98th episode when we're almost on the 104th episode. That just blows my mind. I don't know, but we're going to have a centennial <laughs> we're celebrating. episode. We're celebrating. Yes. We don't know what to call it, yes. but we're celebrating it. But let's, let's say this one is it. This, this is, is it. the hundredth episode. Celebrate. Hori podcast. Yes. Amen. But it was so cool. We we were talking about how do we call it a two-year or 100th episode, and then we just started talking about scriptures. As and always. We, we got so into it. We're 40 minutes we've been talking. We could have had a picture-perfect podcast. Now we're starting the podcast. Yeah. And guess what we'll do? We'll scriptures. talk about scriptures. As we always do. Speaking of scriptures. Yes. You know the church I I love. I've made so many friends there. Just great people. And they even they even allow me to do What a privilege. Ministry, yeah. I know you don't take that lightly. No, no. It's I kind of went over their head last week and I felt horrible that I robbed them of it. But but anyway, one thing we do and it's a good idea. We have every month we have a new memory verse, and everyone in the, the church is on the same page about the same verse, which is, a, you know, I think a good thing. It gives, after church, you have something to talk about. A church wide memory verse. And I shared with you that verse uh, a while ago, and it was funny because we both had the same reaction. And should I get the verse? Sure, sure. Well, you should just quote it, because I know you've memorized it. <laughs> should I get the verse? <laughs> For you were... It's Galatians 5.13. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love 
serve one another. Oh, and how did we think of that verse 20 years ago? Uh, I would say it went like this. This is my interpretation. Yes. You've been set free. God wiped the slate clean for your sins. You're free. You're not under the law. But don't go back to the bars and start living your old life again. Don't let that be an opportunity to think you can sin all you want. Let it be an opportunity to stay out of the bars. Yes. Wasn't talking about that at all. No, no. And it's, there's so much there. It's a glorious message. It it is. What is the whole subject? That, like, how do you get that when the whole subject of Galatians is you foolish, stupid, moronic Galatians? Why do you want to go back to the law? Right? Oh, and after it, beginning with the Spirit, are you going to be so foolish and try and attain the goal of the Christian life by human effort? Galatians 3 3, my go to verse. Are you so foolish? Yes. Isn't that what Galatians 5 13 is saying? Yes. It's for freedom. Where is the slavery? In the bars? No. 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 By putting yourself back under the law. Right. So he says, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. See, to, to, we, to, we, to do it. One more time to, for your human effort to get it right this time. One more chance for your human effort to live the sinless Christian life. He's saying don't use this freedom as a chance for your human effort to try one more time. It's not saying don't use this to go back to the bars. It's saying don't use this to go back to human performance in the Ten Commandment mentality in the human performance treadmill. Don't go back to that. That's exactly what it's saying. What's another synonym for the flesh? What you just said. Human human effort. Don't use your freedom as an opportunity to try human effort again. How do we do... Say that again. Don't use your freedom to go back to giving another opportunity for human effort. Amen. Or, as this says, an opportunity for the flesh. Like he says, are you so dumb? Are you going to try again to attain the goal of the Christian life by human effort? After you began in the Spirit... You began using God's power to live the Christian life. And then he goes on to say, but rather instead, serve one another in love. Now, didn't Paul say love is the fulfillment of all the law? Yes, and Jesus said it. What was it he said? I Same with James. This is a, a new way. I give you a new commandment to love one another even as I've loved you. Well, how do we love one another? We love one another because he first loved us. 
in, in the same way. He said, do it as I do it to you. He said, if you've seen me loving, you've seen the Father. He's using the Father's ability to love one another. That's why he could say to Peter, Peter, do you love me? And what does Peter say? You know I like Bro you. Brotherly kindness, I phileo you. I do not agape you because only God can produce agape. Only God could give Peter the revelation that who Jesus was. In Matthew 16, he got that revelation. And then the next chapter, or two chapters later, I think it is, or a few chapters later, he denies he even knows Jesus. Yes, yes. And then after that, Jesus comes to him and says, says do, do you, you agape God. me? And Peter says, you know, I only phileo you. Peter, do you agape me? Lord, you know all things. Yes, you, you know, know I, I don't agape you. I can just do a brotherly kind of love where I take from you just as much as I give to you. And apparently this is an ongoing problem for Peter. That and that's why first John chapter four says God is agape. He's the source of our loving what does it say? Instead serve one another in love. Agape. Serve one another in agape. Only God can produce agape. So I am so convinced that Galatians 5.13 is saying, For freedom Christ has set you free, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity to go back to the law and try it all over again if you're a Jew. But if you're a Gentile, you could say, like it says in Colossians, make sure no one takes you captive. Isn't captive the opposite of freedom? Yes, Make sure no one takes you captive by empty and hollow philosophies that depend on, on the elementary principles of the world. The, don't traditions do of men. The traditions of men and the elementary principles of the world. Don't go back to it. Don't let anyone take you captive and say, oh yeah, the, the, the spirit is good, but th this was kind of a supplement to it. Here's some rules. Here's some unshakable, unbreakables. And all those cliches that are so fine sounding and so catchy. They're catchy. Shakeable, unbreakables. Paul says don't be captivated by them. Don't be taken captive Captive. By them. Yes. It's literally to be stolen. Be because I've been stolen by them over and over and over. I can tell you the one that got me, I think the worst of any was you have to put that quarter in the phone booth to get your prayers answered by God. You have to make that step. You got to put the quarter in there. What, what quarter are they talking about? What? That was a, a tradition of men, a, a weak, miserable principle is what yes. it was. A weak, miserable principle. It was of no value whatsoever, was it? No, and that's what it says before. It says it was of no valuable. It, it was a fine-sounding 
argument that has no, no. valuable no. value against restraining, restraining sensual they indulgences. They won't keep you out of the bar. No. And they we're will talking drive about you Colossians 1. We're right. talking about Colossians 1. But the same, don't use your freedom as an opportunity. You remember where that word opportunity comes in? <laughs> That's hilarious. Romans 7 says, sin, seizing an opportunity. Well, let me start before that. Before that, it says, I once was alive apart from the law. I was free. Free. Your freedom. freedom. Don't use your freedom. I was free. I was once alive apart from the law. But sin, seizing an opportunity afforded by the what, Steve? The law. What did it do? Deceived me and through the commandment put me to death. Killed me. It killed me. Again. Over and over. It's the same word here in 5.13. But, but make that point. That's the only thing that gets an opportunity. If, if you're giving an opportunity again right. to your human effort, the only thing you gave a real honest-to-goodness opportunity was you gave sin an opportunity to dominate you again for apart from law, sin, sin is, is dead. dead. The power of the law is sin, 1 Corinthians 15, 56. The power of sin is in the law. Yes. Apart from law, sin is dead. Yes. Those sin seizing an opportunity, what does it need to have an opportunity to get you to sin? It needs the law. It needs a commandment for you to break. It yes. needs a rule for you to break. Yes. In fact, Paul is so adamant about this to these Galatians that in chapter 6 he says neither circumcision remember circumcision was his argument he says if you allow yourself to be circumcised I warn you you're under obligation to keep the whole law there yeah. goes your freedom right if you allow yourself to be circumcised you're under obligation to keep the whole law all 614 commands and, and if you said, stumble at one part, you're, you're guilty, guilty of breaking all. it all, says James. So the minute you allow yourself to be circumcised, now you've obligated to keep the whole law. If you stumble at one point, you're guilty of all of it. Then he says, let me tell you this. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. What counts is living dependent on the Spirit. That's how the new creation lives. He doesn't live by rules and regulations. He lives by depending on the Spirit in union with the Holy Spirit. What counts is the new creation. The flesh counts for nothing. <laughs> we're, we're just quoting scriptures there. What counts is the new creation. Abide in me, for apart from me, you can do nothing. I love it, and it's funny. The next thing Paul says is, peace and mercy for all who follow this rule. So he says, if you want a rule, if you guys want a rule so bad, yes, let me give you a rule. Use the circumcision or uncircumcision counts for anything. The only thing that counts is the new creation 
to live its life. That's the only thing that counts. And if you follow this rule, which I'm not calling a rule, peace and mercy will be upon you. Pretty awesome. So to to just kind of solidify that, let, let's go back to where this argument is made about the law and sin. Because I always thought, don't use your freedom to go back and sin more. more. Yeah. Because yeah. your sins are forgiven. But just because your sins are forgiven, Bill, doesn't mean you should go back and live your life. Use it as a license to sin. And what did that put my mind on? Did it put my mind on the Spirit or did it put my mind on Bill? On Bill's performance. On Bill's performance. One, it led me into doing the very thing. It led me into the Romans 7 experience. I do what I don't want to do. I don't do what I do want to do. I do the very evil that I hate to do. And if it's me doing it, it's no longer me doing it, but sin that dwells in me. Oh, red man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? What's the answer? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. For the law of the spirit and of the life in Christ has set me free. It's for freedom I've been set free. Don't go back to a law mentality. The law of the spirit of the life of Christ Jesus set me free. Isn't that what he said? Don't use your freedom that the spirit of the life of Christ just gave you as an opportunity to try human performance one more time? Yeah. Whether it be the law or whether it be elementary principles, as it mentions in Colossians, it's the same thing. It's human effort. It's the flesh, which is what he says. Don't give the flesh an opportunity. Don't give human effort, don't give human effort another try. Yeah, which is, is what he said earlier when he said, if I rebuild what I once destroyed in Galatians 2, something we should go over. Oh, that would be perfect. It's Galatians 2, 15. 15, yeah, yeah, where it says, if while trying, if, get a load of this, if while trying to be justified in Christ Jesus, well, you're already justified in Christ Jesus. You don't have to try to be justified. You already are. But if while trying to be justified in Christ Jesus, I sin, does that make Jesus the author of sin? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. If you rebuild what you want destroyed, it means if you find yourself sinning while you're trying to be justified, it means you just rebuilt that law mentality. And the law mentality is sent to make, to prove to you that you're a sinner. Through the law comes the knowledge of sin, Romans 4. Which proves you're a sinner. Which, which proves, proves you're a you sinner. Keep it. So all you did was rebuild that law mentality and proved yourself to be a sinner. Christ was never the minister of sin. You started trying to be justified while you're in Christ, while you're where you are all holy and blameless in God's sight. Didn't it say he was 
plan to make you before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in God's sight in Christ right. Jesus. He you don't did. have to try to be justified in Christ Jesus. You already are justified. As soon as you start trying to be justified again, you just rebuilt the law. You've taken an opportunity for the flesh, for, for the human flesh. effort. Yes. Let's look at 2.16 and maybe... Let's look at 2.16 and see what that means. Then. Okay, so Galatians 2.16. This is Paul getting into Peter's face. Peter should know better by now. But Peter had gone back to distancing himself from the Gentiles, and he got back into uh, not eating bacon anymore, few of the Jewish dietary laws. And Paul gets in his face, doesn't he? So I'm going to start here at 2.16, Galatians 2.16. For we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law. Peter should know that by now. Right, so when it says you seek to be justified in Christ... Let me keep reading. Mm -hmm. For we know that a person is not going to be justified by the works of the law. And he talks about being sanctified later, so hang on. But through, this is how it literally reads, through the faith or faithfulness of Christ. Mm -hmm. You're justified by the faithfulness of Christ. Justified is another word for made righteous. Yes, Maybe. all the righteous requirements will be fully met by us who do not walk according to human performance, but according to the Spirit's power. That's exactly yep. what this says. You'll be justified by the Spirit's faithfulness. And that's what that word justified is another way of saying righteous, being declared righteous. Righteousness is that covenant term, like when a person gets married, you say, I will honor you for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. That was what the law was. They said, we will serve God in good times and bad, and we will never forsake you, never leave you. But Jesus is the only one that never left us, never forsake us. He said that, I'll never know, never leave you, never know, forsake you in good times and bad. Hebrews 13.5 He keeps his promise to mm -hmm. us. That's what being justified means. Being declared righteous means. You've kept your end of the covenant of law. The law was a two-party covenant. If, if you did this part, God would do his part. God always kept his part. We didn't. And Jesus did. That's and why. that's what Paul is saying, that, come on, Peter, you know that we never lived up to our end. Yes. Why do you want to go back to something you failed at? You're the one that said, Jesus, I got your back. These guys will walk away from our covenant, but not me. You're right. He's saying, Peter, you know that you're not going to keep that promise. You know you're not a promise keeper, Peter. But you know Jesus is. But you know Jesus is, which is what the next thing says. Through the faithfulness, faithfulness of, of Christ. Yes. That's how we're declared righteous. That's how we're justified. So we also have believed in Christ 
we've relied on Christ is another way to say it for our justification in order to be justified declared righteous by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law not by keeping the law not by keeping commandments not by making promises that you can't keep because by the works of the law by human effort another way of saying works of yes. the law no one no one will be justified no one no one will be declared righteous what does that word no one mean in the Greek Without exception, not a single person will ever be declared righteous or justified by keeping the law, making promises to God that they can't keep. So in the Greek, no one means no one. <laughs> it does. <laughs> we don't need a separate definition. Yeah, they mean the yeah. same. If your English Bible, and I haven't found anyone that says no one will be justified. A few, only a few will be justified. No. It says no one in every Bible I've ever seen. Right. Now, Galatians 2.17. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. Man, I'm going to let you take care of that one, Steve. Yeah, yeah. The endeavor. The endeavor should be our first clue. That is using an opportunity one more time to let your human effort try and live righteously again. One more time. If you endeavor, if you strive by human effort, if you try hard, if you recommit, if you dedicate over and over again to not sinning, does that make Christ a minister of sin? No, that makes you the minister of sin and the law the minister of showing you how bad off you are. If you rebuild what you once destroyed means if you rebuild the law ten commandment mentality again, you'll prove to be a sinner. Every time you go to human performance, it shows the same thing. So don't use your freedom as another license to go back and try it in your own human performance one more time. It does say that. If th this one says, if in our endeavor, wouldn't that be the same as an opportunity mm -hmm. to be justified? There's only two ways to be justified you keep the law completely, mm -hmm. or Jesus did it for you. Right. There's only no other options. No, no other options. It's not saying if we rely on Jesus to be justified, it's no. saying if in our Mm -hmm. endeavor, Just, if in our effort, if in our human effort. That should be so loud. That should be, it should just ring in your ears. If in our, oh my gosh, that should be a four-letter word, our endeavor. What about this, this next verse in 18, Steve? For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. Oh, okay. Let me interpret that for you. Now, if I go back to um, taking an opportunity to go back to the bars and sinning and 
and rebuilding that that old life. Nah. I always interpreted it. If that I way. use this as an opportunity to try just as hard as I can to be a model Christian to my wife or to my boss or to anybody, try hard. What rededicate as hard as I can is what we're talking about. And what do you prove by doing that? You, you prove, Galatians 3.3 3 says, you prove yourself to be a fool if you go back to human effort to try and live the Christian life after you began in the power of the Spirit. The whole book of Galatians is saying you're a fool to try to use human effort. Galatians 1, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5. What about, I wish these people who are trying to make you have a good showing in your human nature would go ahead and emasculate themselves, he says. That's right before, that's 512, which is right before 513. It's for freedom that Christ set you free. Right. I wish those guys who were trying to take your freedom away would go ahead and emasculate themselves, cut their male parts off, because it's for freedom that you were set free. He really wanted them to shut up. He did. And not knock it off with their message. Yes. Of going back to the law. Right. Not to the bars, but to the law, to the human performance treadmill. You can go to the bar with the spirit in you, and you can go have a good time and not sin mm-hmm. at the bar. Right. Just a little bonus there, but it's not talking about that. It, the opportunity is to for you to assert your self-righteousness, because the law is self-righteousness. The living by the spirit is Christ's righteousness, and you're depending on it. So he says what? If I rebuild what I destroyed. So what he rebuilt was a Ten Commandment mentality, a legalistic mentality, a law mentality, a a legalistic way to serve God. Legalistic mindset. And what did it prove? That he's a sinner, not that he could do it. That he's a sinner, that he's a failure. It proves that he's a failure in that Christ in him is the hope of glory. Colossians one twenty seven. And then, so what's the next verse he says? For Through the law, I died to the law so that I may live for God. I Died to the human performance treadmill ideology, human performance. I died to all that human performance so, so that, that I, I can, can live, live for God. God. Let's unpack that. Okay. There's what? Basically, three parts to that. Through the law, I died. To the law is three. And then there's a conclusion. I so that I might live for God. For God. And might is for the purpose of living mm-hmm. for, God. for being a vessel that God uses. I might live for God to use me, to be the instrument that God uses. I might live for God to use me. So what does through the law, 
through the law, I die to the law. What is through the law? The law was the means to what? Kill you. Yes. The wages of sin is death. Death without mercy for anyone who sets aside the law of Moses on the count of two or more witnesses. Isn't that what, when they brought the prostitute in front of Jesus, or mm-hmm. the woman caught in mm-hmm. adultery? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were quoting this verse. This verse. She's got to die without mercy. Right. She's got to be stoned to death. Yes. And there was two witnesses that yeah. saw her in the act of adultery. So through the law, it's the law that demands that if you can't keep it, you must be put to death. Yes. So through the law, I died, died to, to the law. Meaning I died to the human performance treadmill. Through law. the human performance treadmill, I died Five. to the human performance treadmill. Well, why would my death get me released from the law? Doesn't it say in Romans 7 that the law has authority only, what, as long as As the person person is alive? alive. Because once he's dead, Dead, he's acquitted from the law. He has paid the sin debt off. The wages of sin is death. He died. He paid for the law and the law no longer has jurisdiction over him. The law has no jurisdiction over a dead person. No. He They've can, been acquitted. He can walk in newness of life means walking by the power of the new man, the new life that's in us. So, through the law, the law was the means that put me to death. I died. It demanded my death. I died to the body of Christ, to the law. The person that is dead is no longer under any obligation to live up to the law. You're not under any obligation because you died to the body of Christ, to the law. So that I might live for God. And it's that I think it's that henna word, for the purpose of living for God. Well, I have I to might, die to the law in order to live for God. I might live for God to use me. Yeah, that's another way of saying it. Exactly. Exactly, Steve. That That's what it means for the purpose of living for God. That's what henna means in the Greek. For the purpose of. doesn't mean might. Like maybe it will, maybe it don't. So he, he's got a reason. The, the purpose is because he wants to use you as a vessel to further the ministry for the rest of time because time needs Jesus not Bill or Steve to fix the problems of the world he entered us for the purpose of working through us from now till the time that the white throne judgment happens and then at the white throne judgment it will show all the things that he did for us when he used us for the purpose of working through us. It'll show all the things he we did on our own when we took our freedom as an opportunity for human effort. Again. Oh, that gets ugly, doesn't it? So Galatians 2.19 leads into 2.20. This is the purpose. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. I don't use my human effort anymore. I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. 
now the life I live in the body, I live literally by the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So what does that mean, Steve? By the power of the Son of God, that faithful power that I couldn't produce, I couldn't be faithful, so I live by the power of his ability to be faithful through me. And then that next verse, you kind of need the King James, don't you, in 2.20. I think I can remember it. Doesn't it go, I do not frustrate the grace of God in my life, for if righteousness could be obtained for the law, Christ died in vain, needlessly. Jesus didn't have to go to the cross and die if we could keep the law. But we couldn't. But what does it mean to frustrate the grace of God? Is that related to re- rebuilding what I destroyed? Is yeah. that related to... Yes. yes. Trying, trying to use human performance is frustrating the grace of God. Frustrating means that it won't work, right? Yes, and we should say that three or four times. That's a point that we need to make right here. Frustrating the The grace grace of of God God is not to use the grace of God, but to try and do it yourself. Doing it yourself frustrates the grace grace of of God. God. It hinders the Spirit's activity in your life. It's almost as if you say, I got this, Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then God says, man, am I frustrated. (laughs) Peter frustrated the grace of God in his life. On a few occasions, apparently. Yes. He was a repeat offender of frustrating the grace of God. The grace of God was very frustrated when, when you realize how emphatic this Bible is trying to tell you to let God do it through you and give God the glory for doing it through you. We haven't even got into that issue yet. I don't think we will in this podcast, but we need to spend a few podcasts on that. On the importance of giving God the glory because that's how you store up treasures in heaven for yourself by practicing the truth. John 3 20 and 21 and 22 at right after John 3:16. So I think it's so important. So in light of that, guard dog Steve, could you maybe go back to Galatians 5:13 and okay. put it into context? So okay, so what we're, we now we're, know we're, we're now going to start with the verse that we started the podcast with. Tell me if it doesn't paint a bigger picture now than it did the first time we read it. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for human effort, but through love, agape, serve one another. So what does that mean now to you? It means do not use this freedom that I've been given as an opportunity to try and rededicate myself and really grip my teeth and live a 
a standard of Christian life that is edifying to the people around me. It, it says, no, use agape to serve one another. Agape is something that human beings do not produce. It's a love at a standard that human beings cannot produce. That love is a love that only comes from God as the source, and it's a fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. It's not from human ability in any way, shape, or form. It just does not come from our humanity. It comes from the Spirit of God inside of us. Amen. With that said, can you maybe close us out? Yes, yes. Father God, thank you for allowing us to to do this podcast. And please anoint this podcast with your spirit of wisdom and revelation and open the eyes of our hearts so that we may see the good news contained in these scriptures and open our ears so that we can hear what was being said in the podcast, the good news of the gospel that was being talked about in this podcast, and give us a mind that understands these spiritual thoughts expressed in spiritual words that 1 Corinthians 2 says, only the mind of the spirit can comprehend. We can't comprehend it in our own human intellect and we readily admit that lord so we ask for your spirit of wisdom and revelation to give us an understanding of just how important these verses are and allow this podcast to continue because we almost got shut down last week they told us that our account had expired even though it wasn't supposed to expire for another 90 days and they shut the account down and would not allow us to get the podcast out and we believe this podcast is very important for people to hear and we think that you believe it too, that you believe this podcast is important to hear. And we want you to promote this podcast. Call Pod, go to the Podbean website and click their ticket, their support ticket, and tell them we need that podcast to. That would help us a lot. To be out on the air. Tell Podbean that and then tell the people, everybody that you know about this podcast, if you think it is worth listening to, if you think that the podcast edifies people, then be very proactive and help us get this off the ground. We really want to reach more people than we are reaching so we ask for you to help us. You can forward this podcast when you hear it just by clicking on the forward it. You can send it by text, email, 
yes, you, you can hit the share button share over button. and That's over and over again. Share it with everybody that you know, if you don't mind. We sure would appreciate it. That said, thank you guys. We love you. Yes. Stay in grace. Stay in grace. Be blessed by Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good night. Good night.